Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Believe in UCLA podcast, the UCLA sports podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. My name is Sam Conan, joined for a special emergency uh, episode by my co-host, Travis Reed. Travis, how's it going, man? All right, Sam. All right. How you doing? I'm a little tired, so getting some water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Late tip off last night. You know, we're we're going to be talking UCLA, Arizona. Um, obviously, things went pretty well for the Bruins. So we're here to break all of that down, start to finish the implications, what it means, how it happened. So, um, yeah, pretty much if you missed it, uh, I don't know if you're East Coast, it's too late for you or whatever. Uh, UCLA beat number three Arizona 75-59 last night and on Tuesday. Uh, the game was supposed to be played at the end of December, had some pushbacks because of COVID, and uh, then UCLA wasn't going to have fans, and then they were going to have fans. So pretty much a packed house at Poly last night, and the Bruins come out on top big time. So we will be breaking all of that down. Uh, just want to say, uh, we usually have episodes come out on Mondays uh, to get notifications on those. Just make sure to subscribe, like get all that stuff taken care of, whatever podcast service you're using. Thanks for listening. And uh, uh, we'll, we'll make sure to get more comprehensive UCLA coverage moving forward. But today it's just UCLA, Arizona. So to get things started, Travis, what were your general takeaways from that game? Well, first, you were 100% right. It was a sold packed, packed out house. I was at the game last night. Uh, celebrities, you know, Richard Jefferson wearing the Arizona shirt. The people were booing him. It was hilarious. <laughs> like the UCLA fans were booing him. He was representing his Arizona shirt to the fans. Um, you know, Matt Barnes. It was, it was, it was a packed house. I think Jessica yeah. Alba was there, right? Yeah, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't think I saw her. Maybe I didn't pay attention, but I know, like I said, a couple of celebrities was there. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, and so the energy was there. You know, and it was like I said, a packed house. And I I was excited, but nervous. Uh, I'll be honest with you, UCLA fans. I was nervous because I thought Arizona was so athletic 
And so, you know, like they shot the three stupendous. And we talked about it last week, how there was a number one in the Pac-12. Three-point shooting, assists, yeah. assist to turnover ratio. I mean, they scored a lot of yeah. points. And I want to say this. The UCLA, besides the Villanova game, we could just put these – I think because I think this game, they shot better than the Villanova game. Um, this was their best overall game of the season. I think they definitely defended better this game for sure. I mean, yes. that, that yes. first, that opening five minutes, uh, it was with 14 and yeah, like 15, 14 Arizona or 16, 15, whatever it was mm-hmm. uh, before Johnny hit that three to take the lead. And you said they never really looked back after that, but that opening stretch, Arizona was a uh, six of seven. And after that, there were something like, 16 to 62 or whatever they hit it was it was all yeah dunks. they they were lobs to coloco they hit their first four threes so they they were they were doing what everyone was afraid they'd be doing ucla was keeping pace because they were shooting really well johnny was was playing great tiger was hitting shots uh, cody was working well in the post mm-hmm. but there were so many possessions in that opening five minutes that you kind of knew UCLA could not win if that was how the game was going to be played because we, we talked about it. Arizona cannot score more than 70 points. If UCLA wants to win this game, that's what we said on Sunday Mm -hmm. and they, it was on pace, I think to be like 150 to 140. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, yeah, they're, you're not winning that game. Absolute track mate. They're built for that. They're built for the fast break for the quick mm-hmm. possessions or running up and back. And you still can do that. They're just not as good as Arizona at that. So what do you do? You get stops, you slow things down, you play at your own tempo by getting those stops. That's what Mick Crone was talking about Monday morning at his press conference. It's, it's not so much about uh, how, how they run their offense when it comes to controlling tempo. It's about how they run their defense. And it's more about stopping Arizona from speeding things up than it is them slowing things down on offense on the UCLA side. And that pretty much worked because after that opening stretch where it was just trading blows, I think it was like eight lead changes and two ties in the first five minutes. Uh, after that, I think Arizona went like four minutes without a bucket and, and like, I, I forgot what they were to finish the half, but yeah, 25% shooting on the night after that opening stretch, UCLA put the clamps on. That was really impressive. Uh, definitely the most impressive defensive performance of the season. Maybe not the best statistically, but when you're going against, against the best offense in the Pac-12 and maybe the best in the country, uh, it, <laughs> it takes a lot. It takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of game planning, and, and they, they they have everything right on the scouting report. It was just an overall good job on defense. No, no, definitely. they What they did in – they this is the first time I've seen them kind of do it all year is that they can kind of control the dribble penetration. Usually they get killed on dribble penetration from the guards, you know, from Oregon to, you know, obviously Villanova, everybody, you know, and uh, I felt like this time they really controlled the dribble, the dribble penetration uh, for Arizona and Arizona was beating them on some back doors uh early but i felt like overall if you can get control the uh dribble penetration and then don't give arizona kickouts for threes like swing swing kick out threes uh they really you know in the beginning that's what was happening they was you know swing and kick out three 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 you know um but yeah i thought that ucla kind of controlled the pace it was a nick cronin game you can just tell he was just 
kind of it was like a middling pace, uh, not so fast, not so slow. Uh, you know, and UCLA just hit shots. Everybody, you know, everybody who needed to hit shots hit shots at some point in the game. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking back. Actually, I forgot we we were saying Arizona can't get over 80, and they didn't even get over 60. So, <laughs> not a bad job by the defense. I'm just looking at their uh, their their past couple of games. They were scoring 96, 85, 82, uh, 95. So. No, you can I, see why yeah, they score. They have crazy. a lot of they have a lot of talent, and they have oh, totally. And and fifty nine points, I, I guarantee they're going to be scoring more than that when when these teams rematch next Thursday, because Kirk Risa, who is one of the best shooters in the Pac twelve in the country, I think he was leading the Pac twelve in threes made per game. Uh, he was zero for twelve from the field and zero for nine from three. He uh, he drew some MVP chance from the UCLA fans. That was hilarious because it was true. He sucked. He was awful. He's not an awful player. He just had an absolutely horrendous night. And, can I tell you uh, something that, that's, funny that's about big. that? Can yeah. I tell you some funny side story? You know how old I am? I played with his dad. <laughs> his dad is Von Mokliza. He's a like an Estonian like legend. And I played with his dad for like four years overseas. We won a championship together and everything. That's how I was like, God. I am old. Huh. His son, I played with it. I used to hold him as a baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I played with his dad. I'm dead serious. Yeah, pretty UCLA's defense kind of held him like a baby last night, honestly. Yes, that, yes. <laughs> that was I mean, he was getting open shots and missing them. They, that's not gonna happen again. <laughs> no, no, they 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 you know the funny thing is what what I saw at the game where you said they did, they headhunted him. So if you notice, they was picking whoever he was guarding was picking, and Arizona was switching. So whatever he was guarding, they was going. He was, they were going right, right at him. Uh, he, he would switch on Jaime. Jaime would post him up or you know dribble down. He would switch mm-hmm. on Bernard. Bernard would take him to the basket. He would switch on Juzane. Juzane was shooting it. He would switch on Tiger. He would Tiger was taking him. If you notice, they were head hunting him. Not everybody else, but like literally, whoever whoever he was guarding, they were going at him. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I I think it's interesting because. Um, the last weekend, I mean, we were talking about it on Sunday, on Monday. Uh, UCLA picked up two wins, got the road sweep in the mountain school. It's a tough thing to do, mm-hmm. but I mean, no one really played particularly well that weekend besides Johnny Duzang, who, who ended up getting packed all player of the week and averaged like oh, yeah. 23 points a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we knew that was going to happen, but other than that, like uh, Jules scored some points on Saturday, but mostly because he got to the free throw line. Uh, <laughs> Or maybe it was Thursday. I forget what it was. And Jaime scored some points on Saturday. And Miles Johnson played all right Saturday. But I mean, those were two close games against inferior teams. So um, just on a player-to-player basis, you weren't feeling good. Not, not feeling great coming into this Tuesday game because you knew that, okay, Tiger has to take a major step up. Jules has to take a major step up. Cody Riley has to take a major step up. He had been like really not himself since coming back from the COVID break because he also was coming off that ankle injury. And then you just look across the board, Jules Bernard, seven of 11 from the field, seven rebounds. He's got 15 points choosing. I think he had 11 in the first half um, is his shooting definitely fell off a bit, but I mean, he was really good. Uh, Cody Riley, uh, he, he shot over 50%, um, had some assists. His post moves were great. There that, that, whatever that, that spin move to the scoop layup on the left that he did on Coloco, I think two different times. I mean, that's one of the best shot blockers in the country. And he's just like, no, I'm going to go with a finesse move that takes 
that takes guts and he got it both times. That was nice <laughs> to see. Uh, Tiger Campbell, he played much better. Uh, zero turnovers, back to his normal self. He hit a three, shot over 50% from the field. Jaime had 10 points and three blocks in the second half alone. So all these guys who had kind of cooled off, weren't looking their best, all kind of rose to the occasion. It wasn't the case where Johnny had to get 25 points. Like if you look like 15, 15, 12, 10, nine from their starters, like that it's not one guy playing really well and, and everyone else kind of following it. It's like, no, everyone is just on that same level that next year that Mick Cronin was talking about in his post-game con- conference, just everyone was on that. Everyone was playing really to their potential. I mean, this team can obviously get better. It's only January. There's two months left in the season, but mm-hmm. like that, that's what you want from a, a, a game with such a big stage with such a big spotlight. And they rose to the occasion because they've been there before they've been to March madness. They've been to the final four. They've upset one seeds and two seeds. And this was nothing new for them. Mm-hmm. No, I think with them, uh, they really, I think they, they rose to the challenge. Everybody did. I think, um, at some point in the game, they had multiple guys take over the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in the first half, it was obviously Johnny. Johnny hit some threes in the corner. Um, you know, kept the, like I said, kept us, we talking about to kept UCLA in the game, you know, when Arizona was going back and forth with it. Uh, he hits, you know, he hit some jumpers, hit some threes, scored some buckets. Um, I thought that, you know, Tiger started us off great because he had like first, I felt like he had like 10 points in the first like three minutes. Eight points, whatever. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, eight, eight or nine. He had pretty yeah, early. Yeah, he, yeah, like, you yeah. know, three, three layup. Oh, okay, Tiger. You know, like, okay, he, he was ready. Um, you know, in the second half, I felt like it was more Jaime and, and, and Jules Bernard. I felt like they, you know, even played, even the freshmen, even, and even, you know, even. Peyton Watson. He, know, he was legit. Watson, you know, like, I, yeah, we'll had, talk about him more in a bit for sure. Yeah. You know, he had a mic. He showed why he was uh, such highly touted because he was just as athletic as Arizona. And I feel like down the stretch, and it's and it's coming up, like you know, January, February, March. You said he's going to need him to play, like he played last night in a way. Like he yeah. can't play scared. You got to be like now. You're at the halfway point, or a little bit over. You got you ain't a freshman no more. You're not. You know, you're you're 15, 16 games in. You're not a freshman. You're just the youngest on the team now. So you he has the they, for you said they to fulfill their potential as a national champion type team, they need him to play well. Yeah. I think you go back to the Oregon game uh, when, when Peyton Watson really stepped up, uh, mm-hmm. he, had, he had 10 points and eight rebounds that came. So even though there was a loss, he looked pretty good. He took 12 shots. I mean, he only hit four, but I mean that it was good to see that confidence. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah, basically he had, he had two blocks that game, two blocks mm-hmm. against Oregon state. And he had two blocks against Arizona last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has, four steals in that stretch too. So even if he's not scoring, uh, he's playing incredible defense. He's playing good on ball defense, good post defense, great off ball defense. I I think that was the thing that stood out to me, especially in the first half um, where he was making the right switches, making the right calls uh, and just drifting into passing lanes, poking things out, swatting Mm -hmm. things away. He's got that. He's got those long long arms (laughs) and he, he uses them. No, no, he, one of the blocks he got last night, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, against the big guy from Arizona. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he went to the ceiling and blocked it. I was like, oh, kind of dude fell down. He walked over him. 
I was like, no, no I think that was, uh, yeah, the, the, the big block, the, the main one, I think was on Terry, the might be, um, yeah, on might Dale be. and Terry on the, on the guard. Yeah. And, I, uh, well, yeah. Cause it was like, uh, he has a, like a, I think it was when he had the, like the lob pass, uh, inbound yeah. turnover. Um, mm-hmm. not a good pass. It is kind of a, a freshman little mishap thing. Like he can't be doing that. Uh, and then he gets back on defense, stops the fast break, uh, Arizona, pokes the rebound away from Juzang. Peyton dives out and pokes the ball away. It somehow ends up with another Arizona player. It gets back mm-hmm. up and just stuffs it right into like a cheerleader's face and just <laughs> airs the guy down for half a second. So just long enough. So just long enough for no tech, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that was awesome. That yeah, like no. the, the video of it, just like just play it in slow motion, act like he stared him down for longer because <laughs> that was badass. Like that that video, like that that still of him just like giving the, the glance down. It's like that was no. that was cold. It was funny because Bill Walton uh, on the replay, it was like, oh, like you don't you don't have to do that. Just like you like you just walk away. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you, you you absolutely like gave him like stuff just lunch back in his face no i'm like tell you're, bill you're is he by, forgotten this is 14 tell, like, is he on. forgotten this is ucla arizona one of the you know great rivalries in college basketball it's going to be a stare down it's going to be something they were cheering yeah. they were cheering overrated with like five minutes to go <laughs> yeah and, and that block was at a pretty big moment i think it was right around when they cut it to eight and then after that block is when David Singleton gets that three at Singleton, also playing good defense, mm-hmm. good rebounder for someone who's not super athletic or tall. And he just, mm-hmm. he has the effort. He has the, the Mick Krogan, Mick Cronin it factor, I guess. Uh, he hits that three. That's big, but it came to be because of that Peyton Watson block. And then there was another stretch where Jaime had two blocks in a row and, and he was hitting a three and a layup and, and he had a give and go pass out to uh to, to jewels for a three that kind of sealed the deal. So it's crazy. It, it, like it, defense leads to offense is a cliche. And at the same time, it's true, <laughs> but, but UCLA was doing it a different way. It wasn't like, Oh, poke the ball loose and run on the fast break. Or, yeah. You get a steal and you get a fast break dunk defense leads to offense. It's like, no, like get an absolute stuff block and then get a stop and then have it's like a dead ball turnover and then run it up slow and then get a three. It's like, oh yeah, I guess defense does lead to offense, but <laughs> it's not, it's not in the way that Arizona's defense leads to offense. It's, this is how Mick Cronin wants to do it. And it, it worked pretty much to a T last night. Oh no. He, he, like I said, I felt like it was his type of game. And, and like, you got to ride the energy too, which is huge. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they, like I said, this is, I would say this is their best game, you know, total, you know, like from beginning to end was their best game of the season. I think they, and like I said, against Villanova, they played in good in spurts, but not really great game. But like this game, it really played well. I thought everybody, like you said, and I told you at points during the game, everybody kind of did their thing. In the beginning, it was Tiger. Very beginning, it was Tiger. And then after that, it was Johnny. And then in the second half, it was Jaime for a couple of plays. You could get three, got to the basket a couple of times, it's a free throws. And like you said, at the end, Jules Bernard hit the two dagger threes uh, to kind of put him up 11 and put him up 14 uh, at the end of the game. So I felt like, man, it was really, it was, like I said, a total team effort. And like I said, even uh, uh, the freshman, like he, you know, he, he brought energy. He brought a lot of energy to the game and he was playing hard. And I mean, he didn't score a lot, but he hit a three. 
uh you know yeah that was on. huge he doesn't yeah, hit a lot but i mean he's he's got a a, a slow uh kind of release like mm-hmm. it just watching it it he kind of looks like he's imitating like a kevin durant just because of his size and his where he releases it but where kevin durant's like a lethal shooter Peyton watson has a long way to go because it, when he collects and goes up it's just such a slow gather and release that yeah, if he's wide open and he and he's in a rhythm, that's fine. But like, if he has like a little hitch, he's gonna airball it, <laughs> which he didn't. I think uh, one no, no, time he last night. Backboard, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's he's got to work on that. But the fact that he has like a natural enough shooting motion, the fact that he's a good free throw shooter, he'll get there eventually. It's uh, is he gonna go to the NBA draft this year? Is he gonna try to go one and done? I mean, teams seem to like him. He has potential, and you've seen. Uh, Back-to-back years, Florida State has had a, a their sixth man freshman who who couldn't shoot go in the top five, top ten, whatever. With uh, mm. Scotty Barnes and uh, who's the the one on the Bulls too? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. blanking on his name, but like NBA teams up at the top, they like those long wings who play defense and have a, a good stroke and a little raw offense and. and have that elite athleticism. Peyton Watson can be that. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 pick, but if he goes, he is he a first, first round, round pick? Probably. Yeah, he could be a first round. I mean, look, so. Zach Levine was great his freshman year. He came off the bench and then mm-hmm. he became a top two. He was like number 13 pick, you know, over, yeah. over slow mo and over, uh, what's the name? I can't think of his name. He just came a blank, but um, I felt like he didn't even start him. And yeah, still in like top fifteen. So yeah, I, I think Levine's a good comparison because I feel like Peyton Watson at this point could go one of two ways: either he's Levine, where he, he's a, a dynamic, athletic freshman who comes off the bench for a year and then goes pro, and he still ends up going in the first round. Maybe not as high as Levine did, but just ends up being a first round pick, a, a good product who then develops in the NBA, or he can go the Russell Westbrook route, who kind of. Is, is definitely athletic and raw as a freshman, but comes back that second year and takes the leap as a sophomore and then goes to the NBA and goes, what, what did Westbrook go? Five, four, something like that. So, so he has, right he has those. Up. Yeah. Okay. I always forget if it was love Westbrook, Westbrook love. Um, but so he has, he has those options and it, it'll be interesting to see what happens, but he definitely has that potential. And there, there are stretches where he puts it on display and he definitely did last night. Oh, no, definitely. I felt like, man, you know, like I said, he brought energy. And that's what UCLA needs, his infectious energy. You know, him, I told you, Jaime is how Jaime plays the energy. That's how the team goes. But, like, he brings uh, that freshman energy like that. I don't know what I don't know. And I'm out here. I'm just I'm just playing, you know. And sometimes you can tell Nick Corona gets upset at him. <laughs> he yells at him <laughs> and screams and subs him out like, go get him, go get him, you know, because he's doing a little bit too much. But that's okay. I think um, you need you, you take the good with the bad as a freshman. You know, freshmen are going to make mistakes, but uh, I, I love his energy. I've always loved his energy as a player. This whole year, he's always even if he didn't play, did play. He's he's always brought energy, and that's what you kind of that's what you need. Yeah, I think we, I was going player by player earlier, but uh, you added Miles Johnson too. He he played pretty good defense. I think he had a couple points, a couple blocks. Uh, he did what he needed to because Cody Riley gave you a lot of minutes uh, and he gave you a lot of production. So you don't need a ton for miles Johnson, but really you had the five starters who all scored more than nine points were all pretty efficient. I think all the starters, I want to say they all shot over 50% from the field. 
uh, besides me, I guess Johnny didn't. Um, but, and then you had Watson who we were talking about David Singleton, uh, gives you good minutes, hits that key three, uh, gets a steal, gets some rebounds, uh, Really, uh, of your eight players who played last night, I, <laughs> no notes. I, I don't know. They all played great. <laughs> Jaime was a, a non-factor on offense in the first half, even though he was, he was good at defense and rebounding. And the second, he, he, he keeps up that defensive rebounding uh, and then also adds on 10 points. So, I, I mean, what else is there to do? I mean, it, it's crazy how UCLA only scores 75 points, and we were talking earlier in the season about this is the team who can score, who can score 90 uh, and I don't know, 75 seems good to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what else they need to do on offense. That seemed, that seemed all right. They shot 50% from the field, 47 from three. No one really had any, any negatives outside of like a cold stretch from Jaime and Peyton here and there. No, I definitely agree. This is the kind of game that UCLA, like uh, the, that's what people are scared of, most scared of. Because guess what? It wasn't Johnny shooting and hitting. It wasn't just Tiger shooting and hitting. Uh, it was a balanced. They were super balanced. And that's when they're at their best. They're not at their best when Johnny has to score 28. They're not at their best then. They're at their best when everybody's scoring. Everybody's kind of getting the, you know, getting the points. Tiger gets 10 or 11. Uh, you know, Johnny gets like 17, you know, 15 to 18. Uh, same with Bernard. Same with Jaime. You know, like... When they're balanced and spread out, uh, it's they're really, really hard to tough to guard because they can all kind of pass, dribble, and shoot. And like I said, it was just for me. I think that um, and the big man played well, like Cody Rowdy. Like you said, he he doesn't have to score twenty points or you know fifteen rebounds. He's got to play hard defense, score when he gets the ball, and and you know score to keep the big man honest. You know. And that's what he did last night. I think he had like eight points last night, eight or ten. Yeah, I think he uh, he had twelve. He's a uh, six of eleven. So okay, he, yeah, he, so. he was hitting that mid range well, yep. which is his signature thing. Mm-hmm. Or that like extended elbow shot, yep. which he just owns. No, he does, and uh, I think um, it just like I said. They overall, like I said, I was happy because they just played an overall great game, you know, and it was a smooth game. The refs didn't have to decide it with some stupid calls. Um, <laughs> I felt like they what they did with Arizona is they played physical, a little bit physical with them. And Arizona just once they that initial Arizona push, it didn't go. Uh, I think Arizona was like they were just behind the eight ball the whole time. It was just always behind the eight ball. Yeah, I, I mean, with, with Kirk Risa, uh, he's not going to go over twelve again, but. I mean, you have to credit UCLA on that because they played good defense mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. one. So they contested the shots on most of them. And just overall, they got in his head. They got physical. They, they yeah. roughed him up. Mm-hmm. Benedict Mathurin, uh, he, he had 16 points, 10 rebounds, which is in two steals, which seems pretty good. But yeah. he was 50% from the free throw line. He, he barely – he shot 5 at 22 from the field. So it's not like he was efficient. He just kind of got points. And He was 5 uh, he's, 22? Wow. Yeah, he was he was getting blocked. He was getting handled. He was missing layups, which I mean, that's one of the contenders for Pac-12 player of the year. He's not going to do that every night. But once again, you can't just say like, oh, yeah, Mathurin had a bad night. It's like, well, he had a bad night because UCLA was playing good defense. (laughs) Christian Coloco was was playing well to start. Like you said, he was catching lobs. He he was rolling well. But then 
once Cody Riley started buying out harder, once they started slowing things down a little bit, Coloco missed some bunnies. Once again, he's not going to do that, but credit UCLA. Overall, I think Arizona was 6-23 on layups. That's hilariously bad. Yeah. Um, and not uh, you, can, you can't replicate that if you're UCLA, but, I mean, it's a path to success. Rough them up, get in their head, force them to, to miss shots, whether it's threes, whether it's layups. It, it was an all-around defensive effort, effort that really got Arizona shook. And it's what nine days till the rematch. Arizona will will be better next time. They're playing at home. They they know how they lost this time. But this counts. There are a lot of Arizona people out there like, oh yeah, like just like wipe it away. It doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't count. Like no no no. You can't you can't say that. <laughs> I mean yeah, like Arizona could beat UCLA next time. This isn't totally definitive on who the better team will be come February third or come the Pac twelve tournament or come March Madness, but. UCLA was the better team last night. They earned that win, and that means something. That like mm-hmm. you can take away things from this game. They're not absolutes, but to take away nothing from this game is hilarious. And to see Arizona fans and and certain media people, certain media people who uh, spread lies about UCLA ducking Arizona, who will go unnamed, uh, that they, they are just so in their feelings right now and not sure what to do. It's funny to watch, but also kind of like, like, geez, bro, really? <laughs> like, if you, if UCLA loses to Oregon in overtime, but every, all the UCLA fans are like, oh my gosh, sky's falling. But Arizona gets walloped by their rival, and they're like, oh no, 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 it's fine, doesn't matter. Like, who cares? Like, no, what do you no, mean? You're right. this matters. This was a big deal. <laughs> no, no, I would definitely agree with you. <laughs> agree with you, Sam. I think, um, like I said, it was a statement game. Now you figure like this. I told, I was telling my my friend uh, who was a fan as well, he's an Arizona fan. And he was like, you know, like out of who wins the Pac-12, UCLA or Arizona, they will be a one seed probably in the Midwest, you know, because I feel like Gonzaga is going to be the overall one seed uh, or, you know, like a one seed in the West for sure. Um, this is my opinion, you know. Because I think that they, yeah, they're, it's, like, they're, they're on track for that for sure. Yeah, they, they'll, they'll be like, they'll win like all their games in their conference by like 50. Um, <laughs> and so they'll be like 37 and one, you know, going into the tournament. UCLA needs to be, be like big St. Mary's fans in the in the WCC yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> seriously, up that's there. the truth. <laughs> that is the truth. They have to like, they have to lose a conference like once, but probably even twice um, to, for UCLA to overtake them for that West one. But I think, you know, but UCLA has two top 10 wins in the same season. And for one seed, you need wins like that. Um, like I said, I, you know, I think that overall this game was a great game. You said, yes, you're right. It does count because guess what? We beat them. So he's, yeah. you can talk all that mess with the Arizona fans and whatever. <laughs> you lost. You know, and we won't complain if we lose to y'all next week. But what if we, what, what if we don't? What if we sweep them? That, that 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 I would I would guess that that would say something. Yeah, <laughs> that that yeah, means no, no, a little no. something. Like I said, they'll they'll play better, like you said, because I've I've played against Arizona and Arizona. That place is a snake pit. Uh, it is very hard to play there. The fans are very rude and very obscene, and it's an <laughs> insane home court advantage. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they play up there in nine days, whatever the case is. But I think what they have to do not have any letdowns until then. You know, like. 
obviously you won yesterday last night, which is a huge win. Now, you know, celebrate it and get back to work, you know, because that Pac-12 is just a grind. It's like game, next game, next game, next game. So it can't be getting too high or too low. Yeah, I mean, you got Cal on Thursday, Stanford Saturday. Um, I mean, just looking at what Cal did last time out uh, when they were at Cal, I'm not too worried about them. Uh, Stanford has has had moments. I mean, they beat USC. Uh, Stanford's an enigma. They'll suck one night and then they're great the next. So that, that's definitely a a bit of a trap game. They yes. they can they can kind of give give you real trouble. But yeah, that Arizona game next weekend. Um, at Arizona definitely makes it tougher, but Mick Cronin has not lost to Arizona since stepping in as coach. He, he's now won, uh, what is this, uh, five in a row, I guess. Yeah, I mean, even <laughs> it, it's six if you had in Murray Bartow, who beat, beat Arizona by 21 at Pauly uh, after, after Alfred was fired. And UCLA has won seven in a row in the regular season. The, the one loss over the last – five seasons was uh yeah it was it was like four four years ago uh in the Pac-12 tournament when it went to overtime and uh DeAndre Ayton just <laughs> took over he was stupid good um but other than that Arizona hasn't beat UCLA in the regular season since the Lonzo Ball season it's been a while so even whether it's at Poly whether it's down down in Arizona McHill Arizona has struggled with UCLA and <laughs> it's honestly not that close of a rivalry all time uh, or even recently. And Arizona's really going to have to step up their, their fans, their environment, everything's going to have to take that step up because Mick Cronin has not been phased by Arizona, whether it's Sean Miller or, or Tommy Lloyd or Christian Coloco or whoever is, is their leading man, their coach, whatever. It, they, they, Arizona needs to take that next step to beat UCLA. They've taken the next step to be a, a really good team again because that end of the Sean Miller era was bad. They were mediocre. That sucks for them. Mm-hmm. They're better than that now. They're a really good team. They're a national power again, at least when it comes to this year. Mm-hmm. Can you beat your big brother? We'll see. <laughs> Agreed with that. And then that's the whole point of this whole series. I think this rivalry's span decades they've had countless nba countless overseas i mean you know countless players um when i was in college you know jason terry Miles, mike bibby miles simon you know richard jefferson all those guys was at that you know at that time and so <clears throat> i think that you know and we had obviously toby bailey jerry henderson ben davis or watson Matt Barnes, you know and so like it, it just it was titans and i i love that arizona's mm-hmm. good again because when they're good and we beat them. It's like okay, you know. I think I think this pushes UCLA probably top four. You know, to be honest, they'll be top four. That, you know, because coming we got if they win, you know, Thursday and then Saturday, the next week's following rankings, they'll go from seven to four, maybe even seven to three, because you. Yeah, well, well, because they got uh, I forget who the there's Duke ahead of them, still Kansas ahead of them. Uh, obviously Auburn will be one Gonzaga will be two unless either of them lose, but Mm. I don't think you're jumping that far ahead, but if you take care of business Thursday and Saturday and maybe Kansas or Duke, uh, I mean, I honestly, I think you should be ahead of Kansas and Duke. I I mean, they're, they're good, but Duke's had some tough losses. UCLA is, well, honestly, I don't, 
it's tough because Oregon lost to Colorado, which uh, on one hand makes the Colorado win look better, but on the other, makes Oregon's Oregon not getting back in the ranking. Yeah, yeah. They they were they were just on the cusp of getting back into the top twenty five. It looked like they were going to be back maybe next week if they took care of business against the Mountain Schools. That's not going to happen. They probably won't get votes next week, which which makes that loss look worse for UCLA. Um, so who knows how high they can climb, but again, they got to take care of business against the, the, the Bay area schools. And then, uh, they'll, they'll play those games and we'll be back on Sunday talking about the the next Arizona game. (laughs) (laughs) You, I agree, my friend. I think, like I said, uh, keep the momentum going. I think that you could tell that I was going to say like, and I didn't mention before that Riley's getting back into some shape because he looked it, he looked, he looked um better you know yesterday and i think you know him just being that stable piece inside because before they were just strictly uh perimeter you know all the points came from the perimeter now they have at least somebody who can score you know 10 points 10 12 points and i think that's what makes them takes them to another level as a team yeah, definitely. I mean, he he did that in the tournament last year, and that was a yeah. big part of how and why things worked then, and is a big part of why they won last night is because they had that inside out action, they they had that post presence, and and that was huge. No. So um, yeah, I guess any any final thoughts on that game, Travis, or, or anything coming up this weekend? Just overall things, takeaways from the game, and anything before we go. Well, um, like we probably pretty much already discussed it, but like I felt like this is their overall best game. They defended uh, the perimeter extremely well. Um, they defended the three extremely well. And they just made Arizona like, you know, because I, like I said, I, you know, I thought the Arizona was really one of the top teams in the country as far as talent. Uh, they have a lot of talent. Um, and they, they got a pro that's going to be a top 10 pick. I think was going to be a top 10 pick. I think it's no doubt in my mind at its shooting guard position. But yeah, Matherin and Coloco are, are real NBA yeah, players. Yeah, yeah, they're going to be – I think Coloco will be later on in the picks later on, but yeah. I think it'll still be a first round. Um, but, yeah, like number zero, you get like Gilbert Arenas. <laughs> kind of <play> <laughs> Agent zero. Agent zero. So, um, but like I said, UCLA just played a game and shot the ball well. And they can just continue to build now. Now it's, you know, it's, it's February, start going to be February in a week. Now we're starting to build. You got to start building your momentum now, you know, to be ready for the tournament. Um, and so, like, if they want to go where they want to go, I think now is this time to start building. Like, you've got the kinks out. You got everybody back. Even though they were missing, uh, he didn't play because of the concussion. We didn't, we didn't yeah, to to bull us. I mean, he, yeah. he played. He played a little. Oh no! Oh UCLA. Oh, I thought you were talking about Arizona. No, uh, yeah, no, Jalen Jalen Clark was out for UCLA. Which yeah, yeah. I mean, heading in, was it's kind of sketchy. Maybe maybe it didn't feel so great. But uh, yeah. I mean, to to bull is one one of Arizona's best players. That he was, I forget what his injury was, like an ankle thing, or he he was slowly coming back. He ended up coming off the bench and did not play well. Looked like he couldn't move great. Still got eight points, but uh, yeah, I mean. Neither of these teams were at full, full strength. Uh, probably uh, Tabula's and Jalen Clark will both be full goes next, next yeah, Thursday. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, that'll be fun to see. Yeah. And so, like I, like I said, I think, you know, UCLA is, you know, they're starting to build and just continue this momentum. Continue this week. Take care of your business. And then we'll, we'll talk about this, the gigantic game next Thursday, because I guarantee you 
all these Arizona bands are going to be on, you know, like on you, on any UCLA guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're going to want to win bad because they got embarrassed. I mean, you know, they got embarrassed after the first 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, definitely a, a one-sided affair after that kind of really entertaining, crazy back and forth uh, opening uh, kind of stretch there. Um, like we're saying, big game next Thursday. We will be back here on the pod talking about it uh, on Monday morning. Uh, it's going up, so keep an eye out for that. Um, once again, like I said at the beginning, subscribe, like, share, spread the word. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Travis, where, where can people find you, find your work, and, and uh, all the stuff you're doing? Pretty much you can find me uh, at Travis W. Reed on Instagram and Travis W. Reed on Facebook. Uh, R-E-E-D, uh, not R-E-I-D for the read, but yeah, just find me on there. I post all of my social media uh, on there. But if you want to go deeper into me, uh, I'm also on Linktree where you can find me, uh, Travis Reed, Travis W. Reed 13. Uh, and like I said, I, I have all my, you know, episodes from our show, uh, any other shows, things like that, you know, that all my social media, email, anything. <laughs> so you can find me on there too. Sounds good. Sounds good. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Conan. Uh, you can follow me on uh, uh, my, my site, Sports Illustrated, uh, all Bruins, the UCLA site in Sports Illustrated. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, so keep an eye out for that and you can head over to uh, si.com slash UCLA slash college slash UCLA to get all the UCLA coverage. This podcast goes up on there. Uh, Rash to the games, uh, general takeaways, news, recruiting, uh, all the sports uh, on campus. So uh, if you're looking for that, you can head over there too. Uh, thanks so much for listening again from this uh, extra bonus uh, emergency episode. Uh, and we will see you next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.